The Pilgrim's Progress Reloaded Chapter 2 The Four Soils of the Apocalypse The bullet pierced Christian's burden and dug into his back. He keeled over, fighting the pain, and toppled onto Book. The hologram vanished into the projector on Christian's wrist. He looked around, but could only see rocks and old rotting trees. Where was the shooter? There were two ridges several hundred yards away. Had the shots come from there? He pulled himself over toward an overturned tree for cover. If his burden were powered up, he could move there in seconds without thinking, but now the few yards felt like miles. More shots kicked up pebbles around him. Conscience rode on Christian's shoulder and took cover behind his head. This expedition is off to a rollicking start! Shut up, Conscience! Christian reached for the cover of the tree. A shot tore through the bark and struck the armor on his leg, breaking off a large chunk of metal. He stared at the hole in the log. I believe this cover to be inadequate, Conscience said. Is it your job to state the obvious? Christian searched for any sign of the attackers. Basically, Conscience grabbed at the top of the log, pulled his head up, and looked around. Careful, Christian said. Can you see anyone? Yes, two people. They look like you. What? Christian poked his head over the log to see. Another shot glanced off the edge of the force field around Christian's head, sent sparks flying and deflected into the ground. Christian ducked for cover again. The two figures on the ridge wore burdens, just like his, and he knew them. Obstinate, Christian said. Open-minded, it's me! Hold your fire! This earned more gunfire. Open-minded shouted over the shots. Now hold on, obstinate. Let's listen to what Christian has to say. I'm sure he has a good reason for venturing into forbidden territory. Christian crawled to the far end of the log, gravel crunching beneath the weight of his burden. He peered around the side. Obstinate and open-minded stood not far off. Open-minded had his rifle in the compartment of his back on his burden. Obstinate held his rifle ready to fire. Only one shooter to avoid. Good. But if open-minded decided to join in... I'm headed to the gateway, Christian shouted. The city of destruction is under immediate threat of total atomic annihilation. What? Open-minded turned to Obstinate. Total atomic annihilation? Obstin, is that true, man? Of course not. Obstinate's gaze ran the length of the log. Why would we live here if it was under threat of total atomic annihilation? His eyes locked with Christian. Christian forced his body to move. Despite the impossible weight of his burden, he leapt aside as a burst of gunfire sent stones scattering where he had just lay. Obstinate kept firing. Christian's been listening to those evangelists. Christian ran for the ridge, opposite from obstinate and open-minded. Obstinate continued shouting and shooting. There's a reason we kill evangelists on sight. They may have gotten to you, but I won't let them get to me. You won't trick me into the dark lands. I won't fall for their sensationalist indoctrination. Christian reached the top of the ridge and slid into cover on the other side. A shot ripped through a section of his shoulder armor. But if you would just listen to this AI, Christian shouted more for open-minded's ears than obstinates. He raised his right arm and activated Book. Book flickered into existence. She was covered in frogs and seemed preoccupied with trying to organize them with little success. At this flash of blue light, Obstinate diverted his fire towards the hologram. I'm not going to listen to some judgmental ancient artificial intelligence! Round after round tore through Book, causing the hologram to momentarily flicker, then return to normal, paying no attention to the attacks. I know all about your so-called AI, just prudish propaganda! They're trying to make us leave behind everything that makes us who we are! Well, yeah! Christian slid along the ridge, away from Book. His voice echoed. Christian hoped the echoes would mask his location. It's kind of the point, because we're evil. 
We'd slaughter innocent people, we'd lie, cheat, steal, and kick old widows in the shins for some reason. Which I realize now is kind of comically evil. Seriously, how did we think that was okay? Obstinate kept firing at Book. If that is who we are, embrace it. Be yourself. Don't change who you are because some books said that what you enjoy is evil. Christian placed his rifle at the cusp of the ridge and took aim. But it is evil, he had obstinate in his sights. Not because the hologram said so. My conscience has confirmed it through logic, instinct, and unnecessarily annoying pestering. Conscience dropped down onto Christian's rifle, blocking his sight picture. Thank you, Conscience said. Shut up, Conscience! Christian batted the robot away, his eyes again focused on Obstinate. A small metal figure stood on the shoulder of Obstinate's burden, apparently with little power flowing through its circuits. The figure raised an arm to call for attention, but Obstinate ignored him. He aimed at Christian, not Book. His burden was of a model far more advanced than Christian's. Christian's rifle would do little to help against such stalwart defense. Listen to your conscience! You have one too! Don't just take my... Christian and Obstinate fired at the same time. Sparks and molten metal flashed across Obstinate's armor, causing a light show of ineffectual firepower. Obstinate's round struck Christian's chest. Christian toppled backwards and rolled down the ridge until he reached something flat. His vision went blank, then returned. He must have been out for less than a minute. Obstinate stood over him. His Gauss rifle leveled at Christian's face. Open-minded stood a little way off, watching with curiosity, without his weapon drawn. Listen, Christian. Obstinate's voice grew quiet and concerned. You are my friend. I understand what you're saying. Our city may not be perfect. Much goes on there that even I would speak against. But whatever our faults, whatever pain we may cause ourselves, this path is still our path. While we may not be right, at least we are free to do what we want. That's why I'm giving you one last chance to change your mind and go back with us to the City of Destruction. Christian looked for his Gauss rifle. It was inches from his hand. Given his armor, Obstinate clearly had little fear of Christian's weapon. Suppose, hypothetically, Christian said, that I keep going towards the gate. Obstinate's face showed no change. Then which do you prefer, dead or very dead? Oh, you know me, Obstinate. I always had a preference for a very dead. Christian grabbed his rifle, pressed the muzzle against the muzzle of Obstinate's rifle, and fired before Obstinate could respond. The explosive shell inside the barrel of Obstinate's gun detonated, sent the weapon rocketing backwards, and knocked Obstinate flat on the ground. Using his rifle as a crutch, Christian pulled himself to his feet. If I can't convince you to come with me, then I'll go alone. I can't stay here doing what I know is wrong. I'm going to get my burden removed. Too fast for Christian to see what was happening, Obstinate sprang up, slammed his rifle into Christian, and sent Christian's smoldering rifle skidding away. The front of Obstinate's rifle was blown open, likely useless from firing another shot. Just come back, Obstinate said. You aren't thinking straight. Christian stepped back, trying to avoid another blow. With the threat of total atomic annihilation hanging over my head? I can't just go back. Obstinate smacked him across the head with his rifle. Christian's force field wavered, then blipped out of existence for a moment, leaving his head exposed. Obstinate raised his rifle to strike again. If he could break the force field, then one strike would turn Christian's head to mulch. Obstinate's gaze held no fear. If oblivion is coming as soon as you say, then we should have as much fun now as we can. I, for one, plan on doing all of the drugs. With the weight of the burden, Christian saw no way to dodge such an attack. Now, one last time, Obstinate said. Come back to the City of Destruction with us. We'll have some drinks, kill a few randos, kick some old widows in the shins. It'll be good, clean fun. That isn't clean fun, Conscience said from Christian's shoulder. That isn't clean fun, Christian said like an echo. Seriously, who started the whole kicking widows thing? Well, haven't you become a real spoil sport? Obstinate swung the rifle at Christian's head. Christian charged Obstinate, 
moving inside the strike and planted his shoulder into Obstinate's chest. Obstinate stood firm, then pushed Christian back and laughed. You think you can move me? Now enough of your dodging. He closed his hand around Christian's neck and hoisted him into the air. Obstinate, you have to stop this, Christian gasped, almost unable to speak with his neck being crushed. Was Obstinate so strong that he could muscle through the force field protecting Christian's head? Christian squirmed. What we've been doing all this time has been wrong. I will not let you take what I love, Obstinate said. To enjoy life is the end of all human existence. If I am going to be annihilated for doing what I love, then so be it. Even if what you love is kicking old widows in the shins? Stuff like that is why we're going to get nuked. Obstinate's scowl deepened. I don't respond well to threats. But we deserve it. I don't. Conscience slid up next to Christian's ear, cowering. This isn't going so well. Need advice? Obstinate squeezed tighter around Christian's neck. Don't worry, Christian gasped. I've watched enough American action movies to know that even though he's got me in a chokehold and could easily kill me by crushing my neck, his next move will be to fling me against a far-off solid object for no reason. He looked toward Obstinate. Right? Obstinate smiled. Nope. He swung Christian onto the ground and pressed his gun into Christian's face. Dang it! That was my only plan! Christian said. A round struck the side of Obstinate's arm and exploded. His grip grew limp. The servos and the power armor of his arm likely damaged. He dropped Christian. Christian gasped for breath and looked up. Open-minded stood next to Christian, smoke gushing from the barrel of his rifle. Christian ran for his rifle. It had been cooked pretty bad from Obstinate's round, but he'd seen Goss rifles go through worse and still function. Looking back, he saw Obstinate chasing him, but another round from Open-minded slowed Obstinate's pursuit. Run! Open-minded shouted. I'll hold him off, man! Christian felt a surge of relief. Finally, he wasn't alone. Christian reached for his rifle. Come with me! We can't defeat Obstinate! His armor is too thick! Obstinate kept trudging forward, the rounds from open-minded doing little to slow his advance. Yeah, see what you mean, man! Open-minded joined Christian, occasionally stopping to fire at Obstinate. Christian checked his ammo reserves. Only one magazine of explosive ammo left. How many rounds have you got? Open-minded moved closer to Christian, his agility far greater than what Christian had managed. One mag. Me too. Switch to explosive, then fire at the ground. On it, man, open-minded said. The order was bizarre, but open-minded hadn't questioned the command. Christian wasn't sure whether he should be comforted or concerned. Obstinate pressed a button on the side of his rifle, causing it to twist and reshape itself back into its original state. It was the weapon's auto-repair protocols. In seconds, the weapon would be fully functional again. Christian glanced at open-minded. His armor was even worse than Christian's. Open-minded slammed a magazine into the side of his rifle, then pressed a switch. The mag rotated down, replacing his current mag, which moved up to the opposite side. Holding the rifle firmly in both hands, he fired at the ground. Christian followed suit. Obstinate readied his gun to fire. His finger moved to the trigger. Christian's an open-minded shot struck the ground and exploded, sending a cloud of dust into the air. Obstinate's shot went wide. More shots came from the clouds of dust with a similar level of accuracy. Christian and open-minded kept firing at the ground while running backwards, blanketing the plains with clouds of billowing dust and sand. Obstinate is easily distracted, Christian said. He doesn't have the focus to follow us through this much dust. An armor-penetrating round struck a rock a few feet from Christian, splitting it apart. But it won't stop him from firing randomly, open-minded said. We must away. Which way is best? Christian looked around. There's the gate, he pointed at the horizon. At least, that's where it's supposed to be. This atomic attack you speak of. Will the gate save us from that? Something like that. Let me consult Book. She can explain it better. Christian activated the hollow display on his arm, and Book appeared, this time standing over the corpse of a holographic beheaded giant. 
Holographic blood gushed all around. She stood as if nothing had happened, cleaning a holographic sword in her hands. Ah! Book! What the profanity? Christian said. Book looked up from her cleaning. What? I saw a fight was going down, so I decided to check my records for battle details. I thought it might be useful. Not that you wanted to ask me. Next time we're attacked, you should try telling bears to sick them. A bullet passed through Book's head and hit the ground. She dissipated, then reformed, looking toward the shot. Oh, he's still chasing you! Tell bears to sick him! It'll work! I'm not telling bears to sick him, Christian said. Do you see any bears? Christian, an open-minded, went into a sprint. If we can just get far enough away, we'll be fine, Christian said. Open-minded ran alongside him. Are you sure this is the right way, man? We're headed straight for that glowing sea of radiation. Oh, yeah. Christian stretched his arm out, so Book projected in front of open-minded. Hey, Book! Open-minded is here. He came to my aid when Obstinate wanted to fill me full of daylight, but not in a good way. Book waved without making any eye contact, then went back to cleaning her holographic sword. Why'd he come along? Obstinate's gunfire grew more inaccurate. Yeah, Christian said. I was wondering about that. You seem to change sides all of a sudden. Open-minded gave a kindly smile. Obstinate proved he and his ilk were unreasonable. What Obstinate did to you was absolutely dreadful. He wouldn't hear your arguments or respect your personal beliefs. I am always willing to listen to new ideas and seek new experiences for the betterment of myself. I'm happy to pursue this new path you told me about. Not just betterment, Christian said. Salvation from total atomic annihilation is a great plus as well. Indeed. As they grew closer to the glow, open-minded looked worried. And this place where we're walking, it is a good place? The ultimate destination? Book said. Celestial Station. Yeah, it's the best. No radiation, just peace, goodness, and morality. Can't say the journey will be easy, though. Well then, open-minded said, let us make haste with all haste, so not a moment will we waste. Book looked up at open-minded. What? He talks like that, Christian said. No one has the guts to tell him it isn't clever. You'll get used to it. (sighs) Don't count on it, Book said. A sharp whisper in his ear made Christian wince. It was conscience, hiding behind Christian's head to avoid being seen. What's the problem, my tiny mechanical friend? Christian said. I don't know about this open-minded guy. Don't you think he joined us a little too easily? Christian studied open-minded. He looked like anyone else who had been in Apollyon's Legion. Doesn't look so bad to me. He helped me get away from obstinate. Yeah. Conscience's eyes closed to small slits. He stared at open-minded with a look of distrust. I don't know. Just be vigilant. Friends who are easy to gain are often easy to lose. Can you just let me enjoy the fact that I found somebody willing to join me on this journey? I can't imagine making it all the way to the gate alone. You've got me, Conscience said. Book climbed onto his hand and butted in. Plus the overseer in the Celestial Station is watching over us. And who is that exactly? Open-minded said, stepping next to them. Jesus, Book said. Christian and open-minded stared at her, confused. What? Book said. You think because this is an allegory we're going to keep going with some non-specific religious name to reference the overseer? Nope. Forget that. The overseer is Jesus. And yes, before any of you try to nail me on specifics, I understand that Jesus is only one member of the Trinity, but he's still fully the overseer, and there's only one overseer. All right, we understand, Christian said. You don't have to. Book clenched her fists. Her face grew intensely flushed. No, you don't understand. It's way more complicated to understand the Overseer. You have to understand the concept of omnitemporal existence, which is impossible given the fact that you are temporally bound, despite your monodirectional eternal existence on... Hey, look! Christian's tone was thick with annoyance as he pointed. Literally anything else! The perfect thing to distract you from this conversation! Where? Open-minded said, showing none of Christian's annoyance. Uh... 
Christian looked around. At the top of the hill, off to the left, was a sign. Let's go check out that sign. But I'm not done explaining the overseer, Book said. Will you ever be? Book paused. Well, that's what I thought. Let's check out that sign. Christian ran ahead to the hill. Open-minded followed. At the top, they stood before an electronic billboard, its message flickering on and off as if it were a relic of an old forgotten age. Open-minded squinted at the sign. Slew of Despond. He paused, confused. What's a slew? And what's a despond? Christian said, with similar confusion in his voice. Oh, no. Book shook her head, her tone more annoyed than upset. We were supposed to have this language updated? Why is it still using this annoying old English speak? Can't people just translate text properly for modern terminology and not stay married to some antiquated dialect? Open-minded and Christian stared at Book. Book looked back at them. What? Christian walked past the sign. There's no use attempting to decipher this. We'll just have to... His foot slipped. He fell, then tumbled end over end. He hit something viscous. Purple slime everywhere. He tried to move, but the slime stuck to him like glue, holding him in place like some giant flytrap. He was sinking. The slime ran along the base of the hillside, like a river, constantly bubbling and oozing, changing in viscosity. Again he struggled, but the weight of his burden combined with the slimy, gelatinous liquid made movement impossible. The more he tried to move, the more he sunk deeper into the strange purple ooze. Open-minded! Help! I think I found out what a slew is! As Christian cried out, open-minded fell headfirst in front of him, his legs stuck up in the air. Christian reached and tried to pull open-minded out, but he only managed to turn him right side up. What is this? Open-minded said. Why has your path led us into this... this... What is this? The sign said it was a slew! That doesn't make any sense. That isn't even a word. Is it? Not in any language I know. We've got to get out! Christian tried to move again, but the weight of his burden pulled him deeper into the purple ooze. If he powered up his burden, he would have the strength to escape. But Book had been very specific on that. He should not power up his burden under any circumstances. Right? Where did all this ooze come from? Open-minded said. As if in answer, an echoing screech shook the air. With a slow, deliberate turn, Christian and open-minded looked towards the sound as if wishing to forestall the dark revelation of what cyclopean thing had bellowed such profane intonations. From the ooze, a massive shape rose. At first, Christian couldn't make out what it was. The purple ooze covered its form, an incomprehensible blob of purple viscosity. A pair of eyes appeared, then another pair, and finally a third pair of eyes that blinked individually. They seemed possessed by a unified intelligence. Long arms stretched out, each with three claws. A mouth opened, revealing rows of dulled teeth. It's a... it's a... Open-minded, muttered something, followed by utter silence. At the sight of the unspeakable horror, his terror turned to confusion. Giant sloth? Christian blinked. The creature was, indeed, a gigantic sloth yet it possessed far more eyes than any sloth Christian had seen, and it had twisted limbs and a snarling, misshapen face. The beast crept towards them at a comically slow speed. Of course, open-minded said. I remember now. I was always told never to come this way. Now I know why. We're doomed. The sloth kept creeping and snarling, as slow as slow could be. Eventually, I mean, open-minded said. We have time. After all, it is a sloth. But I don't see how we can escape this trap. Christian reached for his arm to activate the hollow projector. Book will know what to do. 
She has the answers to easily solve life's problems without painful struggles or sacrifices, I think. But the hollow display was gone, apparently dropped during his fall, somewhere on the hillside. Summoning more strength than he knew he had, he turned just enough in the ooze to see the hollow display on the hill near the sign. Conscience was there, too. He was talking to Book while they looked at the sign with great intensity. I think it's pronounced slough, sounding like cow, Conscience said. But the original pronunciation is a slew, sounding like I slew you, Book said. You're a little obsessed with original intent, aren't you? For good reason. But slew, sounding like I slew you, gets the word confused with the actual word slew, as in Christian slew someone back there in the slew. I will actually slew you if you don't shut up about this. Help, Christian said, interrupting their debate. Book and Conscience stopped squabbling and looked from the sign towards Christian and open-minded. Oh dear, Conscience said. Book scoffed. We leave you alone for two seconds and you've thrown yourself into a slew. It's pronounced slough, like cow, Conscience yelled. Whatever it is, get me out of it. That sloth is going to very slowly eat us. Book and Conscience looked up at the giant sloth, who had hardly moved from its original spot. Book looked back down at Christian. You sure it's not going to make you die of old age first? Don't start with me, Book, Christian said. This is serious. We can't get out of this muck. Get down here and help me. Conscience ran down towards the slough. Don't forget about me. I can't project that far, Book yelled. Conscience turned around, scooped up Book's projector, and started back down the hill towards the slough. Hurry, we're sinking, open-minded said. I must say, this new quest you've taken me on is proving to be quite horrid, man. What were you expecting? Book said. Open-minded struggled, but couldn't seem to grab a hold of anything solid. With each passing moment, the sloth moved a millimeter closer. If a path has caused this much pain and hardship, open-minded said, how can it be the path for me? I must find a better path. Conscience reached to the edge of the swamp. Book projected herself onto the murky quagmire. Book looked at the sloth with sudden recognition. Oh, I get it. Sloth of despond. The sign was just misspelled. You'd think people would be better about proofreading. Yes, it's a very impressive sloth, Christian said. Now hurry, how do I get out of this ooze? Book looked at Christian as if contemplating how best to advise him. You just have to force your way through it. She sat on a holographic chair and started reading a pamphlet titled Your Second Best Half-Life Now. Wow, Book mumbled something and turned a page. This is some ridiculous stuff. How are we supposed to just muscle through it? Open-minded said. There must be an alternate path. No such luck, or no such providence, I mean. Book continued to read her holographic pamphlet. If you go back, you'll never find a way past the sloth of despond. Open-minded gasped. You can't expect us to push through this ooze and past that monster. Of course I can, Book said. But the sloth will get us. This ooze stretches out as far as I can see. I'll be a thrice-blessed man if I can get out of this with my life on this side. Don't, Book said. You need to get out on the far end. Christian continued to sink. Can't you do anything? I'm a hologram, Book said. I have lots of great information, but I can't do anything. You do it. But I can't. Now you're starting to understand. Christian, an open-minded scream, began for help. Immediately, a figure appeared over the hill from where they had just fallen. Don't worry, my wayward souls, the figure said. Help has arrived. The figure appeared to be a man dressed in a long overcoat. But as he came closer, Christian realized the man was actually three small children standing on each other's shoulders inside the coat, attempting to look like a man. The sleeves weren't quite long enough to cover the arms of the top child, and they shuffled around like a shuggeth. And if you don't know what that is, look it up, you uncultured swine. Greetings, travelers, the top child said. I heard your cry for help. Behold, I am here. Who are you? 
Christian said. I am false religion. I came running when I heard your call for help. Open-minded reached towards false religion. Can you help me out of this sorrowful path I have found myself on? Be quick about it, man. That giant sloth will eat us any year now. Sure, false religion said. The tower of children hobbled towards open-minded, and the middle child reached out. I can show you a new path away from that icky sloth. He motioned towards the huge beast, still crawling very slowly. Hold on, Christian said. We're trying to avoid the impending total atomic annihilation that's, well, impending on this land of sin. Yeah, no problem. False religion reached down, four hands appearing out of his coat from the middle and bottom children. They grabbed open-minded and pulled him out of the ooze with surprising speed and ease. You guys sure chose a weird way to avoid total atomic annihilation, the top child of the false religion said. You guys chose a way out that was way too drastic. Follow me to my fallout shelter. With just a few simple rules to follow, you shall save yourself from the nukes. Fallout shelter, open-minded said. Oh, good. That is precisely what we need, man. Christian thought about reaching for the figure, but conscience whispered in his ear. I don't like the looks of him. Why is he three small children standing on top of each other's shoulders? Ask if he can remove your burden. Book said if your burden isn't removed, you won't be protected from total atomic annihilation. I don't think a fallout shelter will protect you from the wrath of the overseer's infinite power. Christian considered this, then called out to false religions. Hey, you three kids in the overcoat! False religion helped open-minded up and started brushing off the purple ooze from him. None of the children looked at Christian. False religion! Over here! Christian said, pleading. False religion brightened his face, then trudged over to Christian. Do you need a hand out of that purple ooze? It's real nasty in there. Much better over in my shelter, I promise. There are way fewer super mutant sloths. That is oddly reassuring, Christian said. But can you remove my burden? The child looked confused. What? My burden, Christian motioned toward his power armor. This suit of power armor I'm wearing, it's plugged into my brain and encouraging me to do all kinds of evil things. I don't want to do evil things. I have to have it removed. False religion still looked confused. You want to avoid the nukes, right? Right, Christian said. And not get eaten by that sloth, right? If it's convenient. Well, we, uh, I mean, I, have a shelter that can do just that. You just have to follow a few rules. What's the problem? The problem? The problem is I slaughter innocent people and kick old widows in the shins. The problem is I like it. All because of this cursed suit of power armor. I want out. Can you help? Yeah, sure, whatever, false religion said. Let me help you out of that ooze and we can go back to the City of Destruction. It's where my shelter is. Wait, the City of Destruction? Suspicion grew in Christian's voice. If I were to return to my old ways, I might meet the same fate I gave to that poor woman I shot. You don't understand, false religion said. With the protection of my fallout shelter, you won't have to worry about those old vices. My shelter will protect you from any nuclear attack. I don't want to be saved from nuclear radiation if it means I'll still have this burden on me. You'll have to forgive my friend, open-minded said. He is not as friendly to other worldviews as I am. Come, Christian, why continue in this path if it has led to such misery and hardship? Shouldn't one's path lead you to joy and prosperity? Well, maybe, but that's not our goal, is it? I think removing my burden is more important. Are you going to just quit because things got difficult? Yes, open-minded said, sounding like the answer was obvious. He turned to walk back up the hill. You're making a mistake, Christian said. He's a fake, not a real man. He's just three little kids standing on top of each other's shoulders in an overcoat. Don't be fooled. Christian kept calling after open-minded, but he soon reached the top of the hill. Either he could not hear Christian or chose not to. False religion looked down at Christian with a smirk. 
The child at the bottom of the stack stretched out a foot and pressed down on Christian's head, pushing him deeper into the ooze. The purple ooze covered Christian's mouth. He couldn't breathe, and he continued to sink. It seemed the ooze would kill him before the sloth did. Will Christian escape from the slough of despond, or is this the end of our intrepid hero? And if so, why are there a bunch of other episodes to this podcast? And how does one even pronounce the word slough correctly? Find out next time on Pilgrim's Progress Reloaded. Pilgrim's Progress Reloaded was written by David Umstadt, edited by William Umstadt, and read by The Lost King of Bavaria.